Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Blog Talk Radio. It's that time again. Time for some real talk about real issues to enhance your real life. Whatever you think, whatever you know, whatever you feel, Tanya doesn't mind talking about it. Get ready for some talk that is always rated to R because talk with Tanya has got to be relevant. Talk with Tanya has got to be refreshing. But most importantly, talk with Tanya has got to be real. Tune in right now for real talk with Tanya White.
nobody, absolutely nobody can say no. We're talking about, yes, I am tonight kicking out all doubt. Doubt about you still being single. Doubt about you uh, not being able to express yourself through dance. Uh, Doubt about uh, you being confident and loving yourself. We are talking about all that tonight, and we have three terrific, triumphant guests tonight who are going to help us kick all the doubt out that we have within ourselves. Welcome to the Real Talk with Tanya White show. I am your host, Tanya White. I'm glad to be back with you. My Tuesdays are so amazing. Why? Because I get to chat with friends, people in my mind who are friends. I get to kick real talk about Real issues to do what? To enhance your real life. That's who I am. That's what I was born to do. And I will continue to do it uh, through this medium. I love radio. So if you're a first-time listener, welcome. We are glad to have you. Stay connected. Catch up on all of our archive shows by visiting blogtalkradio.com backslash Real Talk with Tanya White. We've interviewed some phenomenal guests over the years. Um, and every single show is designed with you in mind to empower, inspire, and equip you for your greater self. So if you're a first-time listener, thank you so much. We pray and we are uh, just hoping that you continue to listen, continue to be our support system. And also to my loyal listeners, I love you guys. Thank you for tuning in every Tuesday. Uh, We have relaunched this year after a seven-year hiatus, you guys. Uh, Julia Royce, and I say this all the time, she kicked my butt and told me, "Um, you need to get back on Block Talk Radio. And after we had that meeting, what I do, I got back on Block Talk Radio because she said we needed you. And I didn't know how much I needed you. So uh, I'm back, uh, and we are... We've been relaunched since November, and I love it. We've had some great guests. People are still tuning in like we never left, and that is what I was born to do. But, you know, we have to take a break every now and then. So in about three weeks, we're going to go on summer break. But until then, we're going to give you shows after shows after shows because we're always rated R for being real relevant and refreshing. And tonight is no different because we're talking about, yes, I am kicking out all doubt. I'm telling you. If you're doubting uh, or having uh, issues or anxiety about you still being single, whether you're man or woman, uh, Dr. Monique Flemings is going to tell you how you can be comfortable in your singleness because uh, she's the author of Yes, I'm Still Single. Like, have you ever said, yes, yes, I am? So she's going to come talk about Yes, I Am Still Single, and then we have Alex Betts on the phone. You know how you, you don't know that you're sitting next to greatness? I met this young man uh, a few weeks ago in church. I didn't know who he was. I, I, I apologized to him, first of all, because I knew I was going to go into a tizzy because my spirit was just, and I didn't know he had all this dance greatness. You already know, y'all. Y'all, my, my loyal listeners, know that in my mind, I think I'm Beyonce, and so I, I love to dance in my mind, whether I can stay on beat or not. But look, in just a few moments, Alex is going to come and help me kick the doubt out, help you kick the doubt out about expressing yourself through dance. No, how, no matter how old you are or what your body size is, he's going to give us some tips. And listen, I'm telling you, so 
Louisville, y'all better get ready for me to strut my stuff after Alex tells me. <laughs> yes, I can kick the doubt out about expressing myself through dance. And then at the bottom of the hour when we close out, we're going to have Minister Yolanda Mason, author of Sister Sometimes. And her book that she just released is all about self-love, self-acceptance. And so if you're having doubt about who you are, about loving yourself or accepting yourself flaws and all, she is going to give us a word from the Lord. I'm telling you, she can give a word in 10 minutes that will loose your shackles and set you free. So she's on at the bottom of the hour. But today in our Boast About Your Business segment, we have Alex Betts. Let me read his bio before I bring this awesome, awesome vessel on. Uh, He began his career in dance at Moorhead State University, where he studied modern ballet, jazz, hip-hop, African ballroom, and contemporary dance. While attending Moorhead State University, Alex performed in the core dance ensemble under the direction of Natasha L. Davis, where he performed solos and also received recognition for being the most improved dancer his sophomore year. Alex began dancing professionally in 2014 with King Dance Theater, under the direction of John King, where he served as the rehearsal director and company member. And then Alex continued to perform as a dancer or actor in many big productions, including Hairspray, one of my favorites, and Grease. Listen, listen, you guys, we all love Grease. If you haven't seen Grease, shame on you. I was Sandy. Listen, Sandy, I know all the songs. Uh, so, but... In 2007, Alex started his own company, what is now Waterworks Dance Theater, as the artistic director. He strives to teach and educate children and adults on dance terminology, movement, and dance education. His goal is to provide a service to people that normally wouldn't have the means to obtain this type of experience. He says everyone should be everyone should be free to express themselves through movement. Listen. I am honored to have him on, and I know this won't be his last time because, listen, I'm going to hire him. He's going to teach me some Beyonce moves because I'm about to turn 50 next year, y'all, and I'm going to turn it down, and he's going to choreograph me a move for my birthday celebration. But welcome, you guys, to the Real Talk with Tanya White show for the first but not the last time, Mr. Alex Betts. Hello, Alex. Hey, how are you? I'm wonderful. How are you doing today? I am doing awesome. It's a great day. It listen, it is a great day. The <laughs> weather is beautiful. And listen, you're on the real talk with Tanya White show. We about to have some fun, Alex. Let's Thank do you for it. being I'm on the show. Yes. Listen, now, <laughs> like I said on the show, I didn't know I was sitting next to all this awesome greatness a few oh, weeks girl. ago <laughs> while we was in church. And, and I apologize to you. I didn't know that you was all this great dance. Listen, because I would have had lessons by now. <laughs> I mean, we can still make this happen. I mean. I ain't, you think I'm playing? <laughs> I will turn 50 next year, and I'm about to shut it down at my party, okay? Oh, you just be and not need- you just well seasoned. Yeah, come on. Let's do it. Let's I do it. I'm ready for you. Listen, I, I'm so serious. <laughs> Because I told you, didn't I tell you in church in my mind, I think I'm T.I.C. I told you. Okay, I think I, yes, told you. I do remember that. I said, I think I'm going to Yeah, and I'm serious about that. But, t- Alex, tell us how you uh, develop a love for this. Because, you know, many of us, you know, 
some people say well, I was born to dance. I was born. I know I was mm-hmm. born to be a writer. What What was that say? Okay, I'm gonna do. I'm. I was born to dance. How did that come about? It's such a funny story because you know, you know, pretty much you know, my when I was eight years old, all the way up till I went to college. You know, I went to college on a music scholarship actually. So that's okay. what I primarily studied when I went to college. And, you know, one day my friend came to dance and she said, hey, come to this dance audition with me. I'm just like, okay. <laughs> you know, I just happened to do it for fun. And to my surprise, after audition, you know, I just went to check the list for her. And I saw my name. I said, what? <laughs> I said, wait. I said, I made it? Wow. <laughs> to my surprise. You know, I was just like, okay. I mean, I was just, I was just moving, and uh-huh. you know, I didn't know that at that time that that's how I really truly expressed myself, mm-hmm. because you know, once I started taking classes, formal classes in college, you know, we started going to ensemble rehearsal. You know, I was just a loose cannon. I was all over the place, and she channeled. One day, she told me, my um, director, she said, "Flow like water." Mm-hmm. I don't know what happened after that, but everything just clicked. Everything just clicked for me, and I found I thought it was music all along. I do love music, but mm-hmm. the release, and you know, I'm, I'm not usually really expressive as I am in other ways that I am with dance. Dance, mm-hmm. I just give it all. I just I just rip my heart out and I just leave it on the stage. And yes. I can't. And it's hard for me to express myself in other ways other than dance. Dance is where I just I'm just completely raw. I'm open. I can. This is mm-hmm. me. This is what I feel. And I have. I mean, I have no inhibitions about it. I mean, I just, I just live and breathe it. It's just, I never get tired of it. I never well, and, and you know, I feel when you, when you're saying that, I feel your passion as you're saying that you have no inhibitions uh, about it. You love it, and because, like you said, it's just hap- You just happen. I, I heard mm-hmm. you say you just happen to fall into dance. You just, your friends say, let's go try out. But it's something mm-hmm. when somebody, God sends somebody in your life to Man. speak that word mm. into your life that unleashes your divine purpose. I love what you said. I love to dance and express myself, especially with you being a guy. So a lot of people probably, when you were growing up, you probably loved to dance, mm-hmm. and nobody probably encouraged you to take that exactly. and express yourself through that medium. Right. And so having mm-hmm. that person, and we all need people to speak life into us mm-hmm. so that we can birth what we're, we're born to do. So love, I love what you said. You're like, I, I have no inhibitions about it. So you're, you're no. at Moorhead State University. You got this. Mm-hmm. Got this. So you're like, okay. And she's, what she say? Let it flow like water. That, flow just, like water. Flow like water. Just effortlessly. Flow. And it's Man. a piece about water when it flows. So it's just continuous; it never stops. Yeah. Oh, it all just connects. You never it all connects. stop. Alice, listen, I see myself in your studio because you're about to <laughs> you about to give me the 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 routine of a lifetime. When, cause I'm gonna do it. Come in my on, picture. baby, I'm ready. <laughs> I'm serious. So what what because it's one thing for us to flow in our gifts and. Be free. Mm-hmm. It's another to try to teach other people how to do it because yes. I love to write. And when I first started writing books and everything, I knew how to do it. But when people came to me and said, "Oh, I need your help," that was a whole other ball game. So, how did you yes. transfer for your your love and your 
inhibitions to dance and your passion for that into teaching other people how to do the same? Honestly, I just took it from my own personal experience. Like, through the whole process of me dancing in college and also dancing professionally, I soaked everything up that I possibly could yes. while I was doing it. I mean, I just took everything that was coming at me and, I, you know, absorbed so much knowledge, you know, because I really loved what I do. What I do. And mm-hmm. even in college, I extremely loved it because, I mean, I was dancing eight-plus hours a day, and I, you know, just dancing, 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 dancing. As tired as I would get, as beat up as I would get, I did it every single day like it was nothing. Mm-hmm. I mean, and you know how I translate that to how I teach others is, you know, it's not going to come super easy at first. You know, science is one of those things that does take work if you are looking for that technical aspect of it. But at mm-hmm. the same time, if you have a passion and you have a yearning for it, you know, or just to, just to dance and just to express yourself through movement, then that's something I can't teach. You know, yes. I can teach you technique. I can teach you, you know, bodies, you know, time day part of the way all day long. But the one thing I can't teach is passion and emotion. Mm. That's something you have to have for yourself. And that's what mm. I tell people. I, you know, I said I give them their own personal anecdotes to relate to what we're doing. There's always something. There's always something you can relate to dance, whether it be something right. you're going through in the day, whether something has happened to you in your life. Dance is a very visceral experience. So in order for you to really fully complete the, you know, I guess, vision for whatever you're doing with dance, you also have to tap into yourself and say, how can I relate this to me and how can I inspire somebody else through my movement? Wow. Listen, you didn't say a word. Real talk, if you just joined us, we're talking to Alex Betts, the director hey. of Water Works Dance Theater who can truly transform me into Tiancé for my picture. Yeah, so let me shut it all the way down. <laughs> and I love what you said. <laughs> Alex, for real, we're going to have fun with you, T. Yes. <laughs> we already have a different spot already. <laughs> yeah, I am. You said something so important. You said you cannot teach passion and emotion. And right. I know... Uh, as as a teacher and a, and a coach and, and people, sometimes we forget that uh, mm-hmm. when we're trying to help people uh, who say they want to do what we do and uh, improve their skills and become that. Mm-hmm. How did you? Because you're 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 young. You're, how do you? Right. Twenty seven. Twenty. Oh man, you look, you look. Listen. We don't crack for real because you don't look like that. <laughs> I don't care for a baby. I was thinking, what are you doing? Because you look so young. But, Thank uh, you. Yes, listen. But how do you, how do you transfer from, because this is what I'm vision. You know, we all watch fame. Mm-hmm. Debbie Allen. Uh-huh. Me a dance. And I imagine you doing the same thing. <laughs> doing that the same Hey, listen. <laughs> Right. How do, how, what, how do you do that? 
Honestly, you know, and I, I, this is something I don't think I can really explain because, you know, somebody asked me before, they say if there was one thing that, you know, you did well is that I can always relate to anybody that's in the room, no matter mm-hmm. what their ages, their background, you know, I know how to, you know, talk to people in a way to where they can understand where I'm coming from, you know, mm-hmm. but it's not crash, it's not seen as rude, you know, anything like that, especially being an artistic director. You know, mm-hmm. people always look at you as the light when you tell the truth and when you, you know, providing structure that, oh, my gosh, you know, he's coming down hard on me. But, you know, that's mm-hmm. the way you have to talk to people. And you have to always encourage people at the same time while you're providing structure. Because mm-hmm. if you just keep beating them and say, you do this wrong, you do this wrong, we just need to do this, you need to do that, that's not going to get anywhere. So there needs to be some positive reinforcement to go along with that. Even though, yes, you are providing the structure and giving correction, you also need to compliment them on what they do well as well. Yeah. You know, you say, yes, that was good. That was really good. So let's try this. You know, oh my and it's not goodness. always about. That. You said <laughs> you have to correct and compliment at the same time. Love right. it. If we got those little yeah. skills in life, Lord have mercy. We wouldn't have all this drama in the world. Uh, right. <laughs> um, Lord have mercy. So you have been doing, you, you've had waterworks since 2017. So it's mm-hmm. still was two years still old. Still fairly new. Mm-hmm. Very yep. new. What <laughs> do that young budding entrepreneur? They want to turn their passion, their skill into a business. What would you tell them? Uh, you just knew. You just launched out. What, would, what what advice would you give them? I would tell them to map out everything they want to do. Is like a two-year plan where you want to see yourself in five years with the business and so forth and so on. Where do you project your growth? What do you see yourself doing? And then, you know, with this, you know, it's so easy to just be in the moment when you're when you're an artist, you know, it's just about that moment. It just mm-hmm. comes so freely. Sometimes you just have those sparks. When it comes to the business aspect of it, it takes a lot more planning. Even though the art form is so free-flowing, there still has to be some structure and some planning that goes along with that. So what I would tell them is, like, okay, you have this idea for what you want to do. Write down everything as far as what your vision is for it. Write it down. Read over it. Look at it. Does it make sense to you? Does it line up with what you really want to do? Then establish a plan for what you want to do in the years coming to grow your business in that, you know, in that regard, whether it be an LLC, you know, or, you know, just a nonprofit, you know. But at the same time, you have to plan for what you're going to do. Did y'all hear this young man? He said, you better write your vision. Make it plain. Plan. Yes. Oh, my. And don't be in the moment. Alex, you are wise beyond your years. You know that. (laughs) You really are. A lot of people don't understand the importance importance of writing a vision and writing a plan. Because we don't want to sit down and take that time. I know because I'm a a coach, a consultant, and people don't want to take that time to really reflect, to think right. about things, to mm-hmm. strategize. We just want to take it all in and go with it. And just it. go with right. And you're going to you know, go straight to the uh, bankruptcy mm-hmm. court because you ain't going to have no money. Oh, you ain't no bankruptcy <laughs> Right. You have to have a plan of action. Yes. Yes. So yep. you got Waterworks Dance Theater. You have some great programs. Tell us about what goes on at Waterworks. Some of your, your Man, goals. we are a full-service dance company. So we start from the very bottom with our uh, kiddos. You know, we have our Children's Dance Academy from ages mm-hmm. 5 to 15 years old. 
and we have levels one, two, and three. Level one being mostly four or five to six-year-olds or seven. Um, basically, they're learning basic motor skills, you know, getting to know their body, you know, understanding just the small basics of dance to get them ready for that next level. And one of the most important parts about dance is understanding your own body. It's so mm. easy to look at somebody else and say, I want my legs to look like this. I want my, you know, yada, yada to look like this. Everybody is not built the same. And right. I wouldn't want anybody in my company that all looks like sticks either right. because that's not realistic. Right. I have, you know, every shape, size, color, creep background in my company, and that's exactly what I love, and that's exactly what I teach the kids. You don't have mm-hmm. to be a stick figure, you know, to be a dancer. Mm-hmm. That's not what I created this for. I created this because I believe in you. I believe that you, if you have the passion, you can actually do this. Right. Wow. So that's what we teach our, you know, our our kids in our dance academy. Yes, we do provide the structure and, you know, the dance history, the education, you know, mm-hmm. the terminology for dance, you know, and, you know, body alignment, posture, the whole nine. But at the same time, that needs to be a little bit more that goes along with that, especially for our children of color. You know, yes. because, you know, it's always seen that they are, you know, not to be able to do things such as ballet. And it's right. a little more commonplace now, which I'm completely elated about, but it needs to be more of a positive reinforcement with, you know, colored children in ballet, children of color. Yes. So, Say that, I mean, Alex, I, I because think it's the thing a lot of us, and, well, when I was growing up years ago, I'm like I said, I'm almost 50, but <laughs> when I was growing up, it it was ballet. It was tap. It was mm-hmm. the, uh, the traditional dance. And what I've seen mm-hmm. is when, you, when, when our, our children of color think dance, they just automatically go to the hip-hop. Um, oh and, gosh! Yeah. And nobody really <laughs> understands, you know, it's a different types of dance. Ballet, I love right. ballet, and I and I was then I was I was still um, a, a heavy child, but my mom had me in ballet. Mm-hmm. But I'm telling you, right. when I when I was in ballet class, you, I, I just it was just something like being in there and learning yes. the techniques, like you said, mm-hmm. learning your body and how your body moves. That is so freeing. And so I love what you said. I think our children of color need to embrace, especially this generation, embrace the whole gamut of the different types of dance. (laughs) Yes. Because there's more. (laughs) So is is that a struggle, though, when when, when, uh, our babies of color come Uh. to you (laughs) and they think of dance? They are the one that want to go to the. What they see on Bring It. Oh, Lord, yes. <laughs> <laughs> nothing against what they do on Bring It, but that's not what I teach. Yeah. <laughs> so when it comes to the main, and they're actually called disciplines, because it requires a lot of discipline to, you know, perform, the, perform these uh, styles of dance. So when they come and they see ballet, they see a little dance, they see tap. Just you know, more than likely not be as interested in it as it would be to something like hip hop or major rap because that's the most popular. That's what they see the most. It's fun. It's free. You don't mm-hmm. have a lot of control with it. You know, but when yeah. it comes to ballet, what I tell them is, if you want to do everything else extremely well, ballet is your foundation. Ballet yeah. is your foundation for anything you want to do related to dance. Ballet, you learn your body alignment. You learn your posture. I mean. Mm-hmm. You, it's just a body conditioner all over. And it yes. teaches so much structure and so much discipline, you know, and it, it builds your mind as much as it builds your body. So, and that's what I try to teach them. I'm just like, it's, this is the total wealth of hell here. You know, you have to learn this before I let you do anything else in here. 
Yes. Wow. I'm, I'm so glad you 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 tell because it is, and it, but it goes back to what you said, even about the business plan. Some people just want to go in the moment and just yes. do things without studying mm-hmm. and without thinking and about really thinking about what they're doing. So what other mm-hmm. uh, what programs do you have for our babies? Because June seventh, we're sending them back to their parents. I'm a school counselor, and we got 15 yeah. days, and they're gonna be back home. What programs so, do you <laughs> have? So partly, I have something in the works for uh, working with Fun for the Arts and providing mm-hmm. our summer dance programs uh, to children. Similar to what we do now with our dance program, teaching ballet, jazz, and tap. Just a little bit more in depth, and just working with the Fun for the Arts in regards to that. So, you know, I do plan to have a dance intensive as well, where there will be um, an all-day dance intensive where you study every single type of dance possible, you know, all the way from ballet, modern, jazz, contemporary, even hip-hop. I'll even throw it in there. And there's so many different views and styles of dance to learn as well. I just, you know, I went to a conference when I was in college. It was called ACDFA, and there were so many classes, dance classes to take. It just blew my mind of how much is out there when it comes to dance. You know, we we tend to live in a box and think, oh, this is just it, this is just it, this is just it. There's so much more out there, and that's what I want to teach them as well. So with the dance intensive, that's what it is used for, to enlighten them on the different styles of dance other than what is the status quo of dance in the world today, right. you know, for what people may not know about dance. You know, right. and going forward, you know, we have our concert coming up. Um, it's called Into the Wild, June 28th. And we cover every single style of dance possible wow. in this production. But like I said, we are a full-service company. And when people come to the show, I want them to understand that we literally do everything. Mm-hmm. Oh my we do goodness. everything we possibly can get our hands on. If it's a new, learning a new style, I'll bring in instructors that, you know, can shed light on different things, you know, that I may not be able to teach as well. Because I'm not mm-hmm. going to say I'm like that. He's boo at every single style. You know, it's just I, I run my company you know, in efficiency with, you know, partnering with other people that can provide a service that sometimes I possibly can't, you know. And I think that's important as well to establish, you know, connections with other people that are well-versed in other styles of dance, you know. That way you get really giving them the full service of what your, you know, your vision is. Because, you know, you can't do everything by yourself. As much knowledge, as much experience as you have, you really cannot do everything by yourself. And that's why it's so important to have a good team. I have an awesome team that, you know, works with me and, you know, just works with the whole company. I mean, we're yes. just one big family, and that's just how yes. it's operated. You know, it's not I just a business. It. We are a family, and that's what okay. it feels like, and I don't ever want that to be something that's, you know, not a part of my company. Because everybody that comes to that door, they get a smile, they get a hug, welcome, come on in. We talk to them like we know them for years. I mean, that's yes. what we do here. That's how I'm going to, I, I feel that when I'm going to come in there and we're going to have our last. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Listen, <laughs> Alex, it has been fun. I'm definitely going to have you back when we return uh, in yes, October. Um, yes. And so I love what you're doing. I love what you, you, you are standing for. You're teaching people so much uh, through expressing themselves through yes, body yes. movement. And not only are and your teaching technique, and you have a wealth of knowledge. So um, I see so much, honey, for you. Thank Continue you. success. How can people connect with Waterworks Dance Theater? Honestly, um, 
the best way to connect with us is just you can come by the studio. I mean, we're always here, just about every single day. Um, Mondays we have the tap class for children um, from 6 to 7 p.m., mm-hmm. and then we have company rehearsal from 7 to 9 p.m., so we'll be here all night. Um, Tuesdays we have a teen dance fitness class at 6.15, then we have an adult dance fitness class at 7.30. So, again, we're there all evening. Wednesday we have company rehearsal. You can still drop by. You know, we'll be here, but I'll talk to, I'll scoot out. I'll come greet you. You know, we'll get it going. And Thursdays we also have another dance fitness class that meets at 8 o'clock and also rehearsal before that at 6.30. Now, going to Friday, <laughs> I know it's a lot, um, we also have an adult tap class that meets at 7 o'clock. So okay. we'll be here then. And, yep, and Saturdays we also have our kids' classes, which is their technique class, um, from 9.30 a.m. all the way up until 12.45 p.m. Then we have a, okay. a step fitness class at 12.45. So, Listen, you got it all going on. What is your web, <laughs> what's your website that people can yes. look look you up and see what's going on? The website is right there. Get your hands ready. It's www.waterworksdance.com. Yep. Waterworksdance.com. www.waterworksdance.com. All together. All together. Look. Yes. You can also write us in our inbox. Yes. So, yes, our inbox, if you just want to email us, it's info. I-N-F-O at waterworksdance.com. Dot com. Simple, mm-hmm. you guys. Listen, Very y'all better simple. get them now. Because when y'all <laughs> see me next year at my 50th birthday party, and y'all be like, where did Tanya learn that he's going to be the man? She's going to be Tiana. And he's yeah. going to be, yes, listen, <laughs> Alex, you think I'm playing, but I'm so I'm serious. Sure I'm not playing. <laughs> <laughs>
be on. But Dr. Fleming's, I love meeting people, you guys, on Facebook because a lot of people say Facebook is this and Facebook is that, but I have met some of the best people just uh, on Facebook connections and watching and following them and seeing what they do. And this woman is no different. She is Dr. Monique Flemings. I love, first of all, I love sisters who have gone all the way and obtained their Ph.D. That is one of my um, my goals uh, to do so. But I love it because I know how much work goes into it and how much sacrifice uh, people have to make to obtain their Ph.D., especially women. Um, but Dr. Flemings is a wife, a mother, a conference speaker, educator, teacher, minister, entrepreneur, and author. She is a native of Chicago, and she has earned, listen, academic degrees, four of them in physical therapy, ministry, and education. You guys, listen, four degrees, three different areas physical therapy, ministry, and education. She has served in various ministry and leadership capacities since the age of seven. So she's been a church girl all her life, basically, including pastor for 11 years with a wealth of ministry experience that spans over 40 years. She's an ordained elder, a commissioned apostle. Dr. Fleming's uh, diverse leadership roles expands within the healthcare industry, academia, and other community organizations. She is a passionate author. Her creativity and wisdom has always been the hallmark and essence of the rhythm that she that makes her unique. I love that. She is the CEO of Fleming's Ministry International. You guys, if you've got to visit her website, she's going to give you the information, but I love it. Uh, it captivates you on the onset. Dr. Monique is the visionary of Female Pastors Fellowship International, a place of fellowship for women that serve in ministry. Her passion is to educate and equip men and women uh, to inspire and inspire, inspire her to relaunch her leadership and personal development and leadership coaching institute called Life Institute. She has uh, several books, and her most recent book is Mastering Transitions which is a powerful tool providing language for personal change. You guys, are, we're going to have to have her back talk about that one. But uh, her book, Yes, I'm Still Single, compel readers, compels readers to change lives, their life internationally. Listen, I was captivated because it's something about putting a yes on something that solidifies yes, that you believe what you're talking about. And one of the things I experience all the time being a 48 almost 49, still single, never been married. I get that question all the time. Are you still single? Why are you still single? And I say that all the time. Yes, I'm still single because it's like, listen, there's nothing wrong with me. There's a time limit for God to get me where he wants to get me. And yes, I'm still single. So I love, I love that she wrote this book. I love the title of the book. And so I'm glad and honored to have her on this show for the first but not the last time, Dr. Monique. Hello, Dr. Monique. Hello, Tanya. Thank you so very much for having me on your call on tonight, your radio show. I'm so excited. Thank you. I am excited. 
excited. Uh, I've been excited since. I don't know how we connected on Facebook, but I thank God that we did because just following you and researching and reading up on everything you've done throughout your life, I am honored and grateful uh, that you have sacrificed and that you are passionate about not only educating people but educating female women of all ages, backgrounds. So thank you for that. Oh, I'm honored. I'm so honored, and I'm so excited to talk a little bit about the book. You gave an awesome introduction on tonight. It leads, it leads right into the title, Yes, I'm Still Single. <laughs> yes, listen, I saw that, and I said, she's written my life, because <laughs> I say that all the time. I'm like, yes, I'm still single. And it's something about, you know, especially when you're a woman in ministry, you're a woman who teach and preach, uh, faith. I was a singles um, uh, ministry leader uh, and Sunday school teacher at my previous church for years, and so people, there are certain expectations people have when you uh, teach <laughs> others. Yes. And so when I get that question all the time, and I say, yes, I'm still single. So what was it? How did you? Uh, what sparked you, so to say, to write? Uh, Entitle the book. Yes, I'm still single. Cause that's what I, every time I sing, I say, "Yes, I'm still single." It's something about yes that I had to put on some certain things. What sparked you to write the book? Well, a, a little bit as you were sharing your testimony, mine is is similar as well. And so, being a woman in ministry, just being a woman that did not get married in her twenties, did not get married in her thirties, and mm-hmm. even at forty, I was still single. And that was the question, just like you shared already, that when you're out in public, you run into classmates or coworkers or even family members at the family reunion. Oh hey, goodness. how you doing? And the first thing they say is, are you still married? Are, are you still single? And then you say, yes, I'm still single. <laughs> and in the beginning, I was saying, yes, I'm still single, but it was a heaviness on it. I didn't have mm. any honor on it. I felt a lot of shame. I felt like, okay, there's something wrong with me. And I felt like every time I said, yes, I'm still single, it was, I was really feeling a lot of shame, a lot of embarrassment, because mm-hmm. usually the next question after that was like, what are you waiting on? And yeah. what's wrong with you? And are you oh so picky? And so it just became a conversation that really caused me to cringe. Mm-hmm. And so when I uh, wrote the book, I wrote the book actually after getting married because I got married at 42, and the book was written because one of my dear friends in Baltimore, uh, Dr. Karen Bethia, she asked me to come and preach at their Celebrating Singles Sunday, and I thought, who does that, first of yes. all? And I have, yes, first of all, who has a Celebrating Singles Day? And in my, you know, uh, life as a minister, I had never ministered on a Sunday morning for singles, to singles. And so traveling there, I told my husband, I didn't have anything. I said, I don't know what the Lord's going to do. I don't have a word. I don't. I didn't have any confidence. I promise you I was struggling. But the mm-hmm. Lord really met us there, and the book was birthed from the sermon. So the sermon was so powerful that people were like, we need this book. We need this book. I need it for my grandchildren. I need it for my – I mean, that's – they sold out of all of the CDs, like 900 CDs or something Jesus. went out. And so oh it was my God, you just irrelevant. said something yeah. that's so powerful because uh, I literally just did a, a webinar on turning your sermons into books. I'm a, I'm a big book mm-hmm. person. I love to read. 
And one of my books was birthed out of a sermon. Uh, and so it is, when when you said that, that just tells me it's it's not about the book. People think, oh, I need a book, I need a book, cause I'm just a, but it's about the message in the book Correct. that people are craving. And even though they read the book over and over, it's still the message, the core message. Yes. And so that what is your core message? I love that we know the title, Yes, I'm Still Single, but what yes. is the core <laughs> message that people can take away after they're, well, not after, but while they're reading the book? I think the core message of the book is to learn how to enjoy the journey. Mm-hmm. It is a journey, and there must be joy in the journey. And so just learning how to embrace every moment and every part of being single. And, yes, it has it, it has um, highs, and there are lows, and there are good days, and there are bad days. But just really learning to embrace your singleness and trusting God on the journey. That's the takeaway message. That's it. Listen, we're talking, if you just join us, we're talking to Dr. Monique Fleming, author of the book, Yes, I'm Still Single, as well as Mastering Transitions, and which really your your your, your latest book, Mastering Transitions, really ties in if uh, you move from being single to getting married. Yes. Like you said, you got married at 42. That's a big life transition. Um, yes. And then also you, you're very uh, educated. I love it. I love it. On your journey as you're single, and I know I battled this. Uh, that's what's taking me so long to even go to pursue my doctorate because it's a stigma of <laughs> you're still single. I heard this. No man's going to want you because you're mm-hmm. intimidating. You have all these accomplishments. You are edging yourself out of of, of ever getting um, a companion. Did you hear that, Dr. Monique? Oh, wow. My mouth just dropped open when you said that. Absolutely, absolutely. I heard that so many times, and it became very, very discouraging because the more you hear it, um, for me, I began to really take that into my spirit because I was hearing it. Oh, no one's going to marry you. I'm a single woman. I have my degrees. I bought my home. I have my accomplishments. I'm in my career, you know, and people really tried to make me feel like that was a negative stigma, that Mm -hmm. that was really working against the will of God, and if you're not careful, you'll find yourself really trying to stop and stagnate God's progress in your life, and that's not the plan. That is not the plan. Oh, you said you would try. I did that. <laughs> tried. Um, oh, my goodness. Jesus, I'm going to have to talk to you all night. I tried to get to Chicago this <laughs> week for y'all with because I really oh, wanted to meet right. you before, but it didn't oh, work out, yes. but that's Okay. Oh, I shall be. I we shall meet face you to, to face. But, yes, we um, will have to meet. You got to take one of my classes or something. Yes, indeed. Yes, uh, yes. I, I'm going to come. I'm. I'm. Listen, I'm going to talk to y'all flat. But I, what you said <laughs> is that you. I, I did that. I sabotaged yes. my yep. progress. I sabotaged exactly. even me uh, progressing in ministry. Let's. I'll tell you. After so many years of being the single Sunday school teacher. I was like, I I'm not I'm not doing this anymore. I told my mm-hmm. pastor to say, okay, I'm 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 about to hand this over. Uh and you know how we make excuses cuz I did have a lot going right. on, but that was just an excuse cuz I didn't want to do it anymore because what you said is you start believing that junk. 
And so at the time, I was believing all that negative, all those word curses, all that negative junk that was going into my mind. And so I didn't go and pursue uh, my further education. Um, That's why I'm still not in my doctoral program. So it, it takes a process. What and that's that's one of the barriers, and not only uh, women but men too, uh, of being all that God called you to be before right. you get married. Um, what advice would you give to somebody who is stuck and they're in the middle of sabotaging things uh, because they believe all that junk that people are telling them about them edging themselves out of finding anybody uh, to be in a relationship? I with? would. Yes, that's good stuff. I would recommend them just really um, getting some healing in those areas and really, you know, getting before the Lord in prayer and getting some healing and really opening up their heart to do uh, what God has called them to do in that season, expand themselves. If that means starting a business or going back to school or traveling, do whatever the Lord has really put in your heart to do. Live your life. Don't wait till you get married. Many uh, women in my, you know, group, in my circle back then would say, oh, I'm waiting to travel. I'm going to wait and mm. travel when I get married. I'm going to wait, you know, to go here. Yeah. I'm going to wait to go to Hawaii here. I'm going to wait to buy a house. And they were, we were limiting our conversations. And I was like, well, I can't wait because I want to go to Hawaii. I'm going right. to live my life now. I'm going to enjoy all that God has for me because I believe that God has someone for me that will not be intimidated. And you really have to really believe that I think um, when people say that that, That's like just dumping junk in our spirit Mm -hmm. And when we take that in We begin to really buy into that We really begin to buy into Oh, there's nobody out there for me Oh, I'm setting the bar too high Oh, I'm never going to find someone We just really buy into that And what happens is we're buying to those negative thought processes and thought patterns. And then on the other hand, we're praying and asking God to send us a mate, to send us somebody to love us. And it's, it, you can't have both. You cannot be standing in faith and then speaking negative words against it every other day. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It, it, it's, it's a life contradiction, but it happens. It, it happens does. so often. Um Dr. Monique, I'm just saying, you are really, I love you already. And before we met, (laughs) just your voice is soothing to my spirit. And even I'm getting healing right now of some some things that I thought I let go, uh, just being Mm -hmm. a single woman of a certain age. um, And just just know that your your voice is soothing and anointing behind it. Um, They're single pastors. That's a growing number. that we haven't seen in a while, both men and women. Sure. Uh, and it's a heavy responsibility being a pastor, but I also think with the heavy responsibility, there's a level of accountability that pastors need to be intentional about, especially if they want to date in a healthy way. What advice would you give single pastors about doing what God has called them to do, living their life as they are dating, as God leads. That's that's a tough one there. It's really challenging to be a single Christian 
you know, male or female. And then you raise the bar and you add more challenges when you are a single woman or single male and you are a pastor. And I was both. And so uh, I was a single pastor. And it was very, very challenging making sure that you have people around you to keep you accountable, to really keep you in a place of focus, a a place of prayer, um, just really trying to make sure that you don't put yourself in wrong places, uh, you know, at the wrong time, and you don't want your evil to be, uh, your good to be evil spoken of, as, as the Bible says. So when it comes to dating, I felt like for me that, you know, dating, it needed to be something that was not going to bring any type of, um, uh, what's the word I want to say, any type of uh, drama or any type of embarrassment to the congregation. And so uh, in doing that, I never brought you know, people I was dating or whatever, I did not bring them before the congregation. I just didn't think that was necessary. That's your personal private life, um, and you need to really make sure that you're not parading people through the congregation, for lack of a better word. It's not like every every month there should, <laughs> every month there shouldn't be a different person, you know, some special person. So honestly, because my congregation never saw me, uh, I didn't bring anybody before them that when I did announce that I was getting married, it was extremely shocking Mm -hmm. to them. Uh, And Mm -hmm. that's the way it should, I thought it should have been. Now, I had received counsel from other pastors that, you know, were were counseling me at the time. They felt like I should have told the congregation, but I did not agree with that because I felt like we needed to still kind of work through some things and really make sure. And I felt like when we were engaged, that was Mm -hmm. the time to make the announcement, not when we were dating. I treated my congregation almost as if I had a child. And so I I believe that when you have children, you don't parade everybody through your children, to your children's life, in their children's life. You wait until you are engaged, and then you bring your children into the equation. And so I know many single women have asked me and have said, well, I think when I'm dating, I need to bring that person into my child's life immediately. We are a package. They need to know. And I said, you know what, though, your child. You know where they got that from? Steve Harvey's book. They got that from Steve Harvey's book. That was what, that was Think Like a Man. That's exactly what it was. That was something I disagreed with. Wow. Yeah, I I work in education as a school counselor. And I see okay. the negative effect yes. of when somebody, when mama and daddy, like yes. I love what you said. I wrote that down, parading people around, because I think that's yeah. what it is. Because it, is. it goes back to that embarrassment. Oh, I'm I'm still single, so I don't want people thinking something wrong with me. So I've right. got to be connected to somebody. And what happens? It it becomes a parade of people. It does. Um, it does. And so I love so, the no, they got yeah. that from Steve Harvey's book, just so you know. I said, so that's where they got that from. I said, no, yes. you want to wait. Because this is how I see it. I was not, when I was single, I didn't have children. I was single, never been married, and did not have children. So I'm trying to, I, I be sensitive, I'm very sensitive to that because I know that every single person has their own journey. And single mothers, my goodness, my hat tips off to single mothers mm-hmm. because that in and of itself is just, a major, major anointing and a major grace for that. But I say that your children are your most precious gifts. 
why would you allow any and everybody to partake of your special gifts from God? Jesus, I just got chills right Wait. there. Wait. Yeah, why would you do that? Wait until at least you are in the engagement phase. And, I'm, you know, it doesn't mean that it, does, it, it always works out, but at least when you're engaged, you're talking marriage, you're moving mm-hmm. towards covenant. You're moving towards yeah. covenant. That, see, that engagement is covenant conversation. Dating is casual conversation. Mm-hmm. It's a difference. So when I'm dating, it's casual. When I am engaged, now we're talking covenant. That's why men don't even really introduce you to their friends or their their circle until you are engaged because they understand covenant. We're we're the ones, as ladies, as ladies, we letting everybody know we dating somebody, and we just Uh never go, girl. That's that's my boo. That's my man. That's my boo. (laughs) (laughs) Doctor Mo, I love you. That should been deliverance, ladies. What Doctor Mo just said. Men don't even introduce you to their friends and their family until it's at that stage. So why are you inviting him? This is why? what gets me. Why are you inviting him to every family function? You're spent Thank when you. you cook. You're 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 saving him a plate. It's like you've mm-hmm. already assimilated this man who you, you are have. casually dating, and he didn't even think about covenant. But you've already bypassed that casual to the covenant. This is why we have a hard time, and we have a hard time with breakup, is because as women, for some reason, we jump right in and start doing covenant work. We start Mm -hmm. cooking, we start preparing their meals, we start cleaning their homes, we start, you know, uh, we start covenant work. And if a man is not doing covenant work, you as women, we have to watch the cues of the man that we're Mm -hmm. dating. If he is not introducing you, if he's not doing covenant work, you don't do covenant work. It's Quick very simple. Period. It's Quick very period. simple. It's, it's very yeah. simple. It's very simple. But and we I want we want to make why. him. We want yeah yeah. We want to make him do covenant work. Don't make him do anything. No, but that comes from, and I'm sure you talk about this. And but I've got to have you back because our time is going. Okay. Uh, yes. Comes from uh, that understanding who you are. Uh, yes. And being comfortable. Like you said, in the journey of your singleness, um, yes. and a lot of us, men and women, are not comfortable in that journey of singleness. Uh, we've got to have somebody. Again, it's for uh, I, mm-hmm. I'm gonna start this parading people around because what what happens at a parade? People are sitting by watching, ooh and an eye, <laughs> and and that's what we a lot when we have the different people and we ain't mm-hmm. even. Sought the Lord, first of all. We ain't sought the Lord. No, we we haven't ignored him. No. Uh, yes. And we want that ooh and ah from the uh, people sitting on the sidelines as we walk down without, because, you know, we quick to say that's my boo, and, and, and <laughs> you don't even know nothing about <laughs> what happened or what your boo did last month to somebody, or if right. you don't know nothing about them. And so I love what exactly. you said. I want to do that. I know, listen, real talk, we're having some real conversations with Dr. Monique Fleming. Lord have mercy, I'm going to have her back. But I want to touch on this before we go. You said you was a single pastor. And um, what this, and this is, this is, this is happening. This is real talk, you guys. Pastors yes. dating within the congregation that they're leading. Pros, cons, should, 
should not. What your yes. advice? Definitely, definitely. This is what I, I I believe in general. I believe that shepherds should not date the sheep. Okay, shepherds mm-hmm. should not date the sheep. However, I have to be honest because my husband was one of the sheep. Mm-hmm. And it was a very interesting experience, just really quickly, because he was someone that I definitely would not have even considered, but he was God's best for me. So mm. what I tell people is that was the other reason why we did not let people know. People had no idea we were dating in the congregation. Mm-hmm. He was a member a member of the church. When we announced that people were very shocked, that's when we were engaged. So I, in general, they knew that my rule of thumb was I would never date anybody mm-hmm. in the congregation. Mm-hmm. I don't. Shepherds don't they sheep, but the Lord had to really um, heal me and shift me, even in my mentality, when He began to show me that this was um, God's best for my life. It it was really hard because my mentality was one was like, Mm-mm, I'm not doing this. This is not God. Mm-hmm. This is the devil. This man trying to trying to, trying to destroy my ministry. <laughs> Yeah, I went there, but the Lord had to really heal me through it and help Mm. me to realize that actually He was sitting right there. So that's a whole nother conversation. That's a conversation. (laughs) But 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 what one thing you said is that the Lord had to heal you, and y'all dated yes for the covenant is what I'm hearing, and not just dated casually. Because what's happening Mm. is a lot of shepherds are casually dating. Correct. The sheep, and what happens? What I'm seeing is the damage that comes with that, oh, especially definitely. if you engage in a fornication. There is yes. damage is a ripping away not only of their esteem but of their faith sometimes. Oh, definitely. So, um, is, is it like you said? It's unless God says it. He got you, and and, and so. And so that is my rule of thumb. I tell people, you got to really know that God told you to do this, you know, when it comes to shepherd and sheep, because of mm-hmm. all the things you just said, you're absolutely correct. You got to really know that the Lord is leading you in this direction. And even with that, it was really uncom- it was really awkward for me because mm-hmm. of just where I was in my thought process and what I believed, what I taught. Um, that was probably the hardest piece. It's just really like, okay, is this really you, Lord? Or is this just me? And you have to really know your flesh. You got to know how to hear from God. Um, and that was the other reason why we just kind of, you know, dated, like you say, for the purpose of covenant uh, relationship, not just for the sake of dating, and mm-hmm. then did not say anything until we were moving in that direction. Wow, Lord. Listen, this has been, I mean, this. I don't care what nobody else, this has been healing. I literally have received deliverance and healing just listening to Praise what you God. said. Um, because, like I said, I'm, I'm a woman of a certain age. <laughs> and sometimes we didn't even talk about that, how you hide behind work and ministry. So you don't oh, have yeah. to date. <laughs> That's a whole other oh, yeah. conversation. But um, That's I love, a whole other conversation. Whole, whole what you're doing. Thank God for you. Tell us uh, how people can stay connected to you and what's coming up for you. Please stay connected with me. You can stay connected with me. I'm on Facebook. I'm on social media, Monique Fleming's or Dr. Monique Fleming's Ministry on Facebook and Instagram. You can also go to the website, www.moniquefleming's.net. I would love to come back. I also do uh, quite a few online teaching classes, so that allows people to connect with me. I do leadership training and, and coaching 
we have a Mastering Transitions class that's coming up in June, I believe. I have not done a Yes, I'm Still Single um, group in a while, but we had one with single, I think it was for single mothers, and I did a five-week online, and it was really powerful where we had deliverance and healing taking place, mm. walking through the book, Yes, I'm Still Single. So I may do that maybe later this year as well. Wow, yeah, especially doing what I call cuddle season <laughs> in yes. October through the holidays. <laughs> yes. Find yes. them people to cuddle with because we don't want to be alone during holidays. Exactly, oh my and that's a real thing, and that's real. It's, it's real. This is real talk, Dr. Mo. It's real talk. <laughs> Um, but the but book I, will bless you. The book will bless you. Yeah. Like, the book was written in 2012, and we are relaunching the book. We, the book has a new cover. We put the book and the workbook together, and we added a few more chapters of just Q&A that we mm. receive from people all over the world when we do our retreats and workshops. And so we just kind of put those nuggets in there, too. Listen, I love, I love, I love re- revamping books because, like I said, it's mm-hmm. all about the message, and the message expands as you continue yes. to pour out. So thank you for all that you do. Thank you thank for being you. obedient to God. I feel the anointing, the peace uh, of God, yet the authority that he has you walking in. Uh, I will definitely stay connected. We're on with sisters. I'm on with Louisville. Uh, and so oh, I, I, yes. came, I became on with Louisville by visiting on with Chicago with uh, Gwendolyn McCormick. She invited me <laughs> one oh, day. Yes. In, in December, and it was like boom! <laughs> wow! I found home. Wow! So, yes, I would definitely. I, I would be meeting you soon. Like I said, I tried to come this weekend. It didn't work out, oh, but powerful. I would definitely be. I've heard about. It. I felt it. I felt it. I knew it was. It was powerful. Have me come down. To, I'll come down to Anwa, um, uh, Louisville. I'll come down and see you guys there. I was in Baltimore last week, but I'll come to Anwa, Louisville. If you want me there? Yes, I will. I will Just have me come down. I, I hope I hope to see you at one of the conferences I'm going to attend. So I'll be looking for that. Yes, I'll excellent. But thank you so much. Uh, I will follow up with you. You have been a blessing, and thank you. much continue continue blessings over your ministry, your life, and everything God has for you. God bless you. Thank you so very much for having me. Have a wonderful thank- evening. You too. Thank you. We'll talk with Tanya White. Listen, yes, I'm still single. You just heard it from Dr. Mo. If you missed any of that, listen, go back to the archives. We, I can't believe it's 9 o'clock, uh, 9.07 to be exact. We are set and ready. Listen, I'm going to tell you right now, this next woman of God, literally, she don't even know how she was on assignment from God November 3rd. 2018, and when she just slayed the whole uh, Warren Women uh, Conference in 10 minutes about miracles. Uh, listen, I got to take a break because I know she's going to come with it talking about her book. Sisters, sometime we're going to uh, take a, a quick break and then we're going to get set for uh, Minister Yolanda Mason. Oh, my God, I'm telling you, this powerful woman of God, she don't even know how. I don't think she even knows how powerful she is in the kingdom. She's a devil slayer. She she that came and talked us literally into a tizzy in 10 minutes at the um, Warring Women Win. And now I, I was excited to see that she 
had launched, uh, published, written a book uh, called Sister Sometime, and I'm excited to have her on this. I was looking for, uh, I guess the Lord just wants us to go right into it. I was looking for a, a song uh, to go into to set the stage, but I can't even find it. So we're just going to bring our own. We ain't going to take a song break, it seems that, because, you know, we're going to close out with that song. But let me bring on Yolanda Mason so she can just shut it down in, in the last 15 minutes. Um, Yolanda. Let's see. Yolanda. Are you on? Yes, Yolanda, I'm on. Can you hear me? I can hear you now. Welcome to Real Talk. Good. I was going to do a, a, a thing. We'll play it at the end. So I guess the Lord just wants us to go right into what you have to say. Welcome to All right, Real Talk let's do it. Tanya White, uh, Minister Yolanda Mason. I told you, you, didn't, you, you killed it. You killed me and healed me wow. all at the same time. Uh, but tell our audience who you are in your own words, and then we're going to talk about this sister sometime. Absolutely. Um, first of all, I want to thank you so much for inviting me to be with you. I'm so excited about sharing tonight. Um, for those who don't know me, um, for your audience who's listening, my name is Yolanda Mason, Minister Yolanda Mason. Um, I have been in ministry for almost 10 years now. Um, I'm a recent graduate of the University of Kentucky. I'm a current graduate student in the College of Social Work, uh, going for my master's in social work. Um, and I have written a book. Um, it's actually my first book. I call it my book baby. Um, and it's called Sister Sometimes. And it's a book that I wrote specifically for young girls in their teenage years. Um, and it's, it's really full of um, practical advice for teenage mm-hmm. girls as they navigate just that often difficult time in the teenage years. Oh, my goodness. See, and t- listen, I used to think the teenage years were difficult, but <laughs> life is difficult. The 20s. The life 20s, is difficult. 20s, the 30s, the 40s, when you going back, when you realize, okay, I'm a listen. grown woman. <laughs> uh, <laughs> listen, let me tell you something. You know, that transition <laughs> I'm telling you, I think, and you know what makes it really complex is that you spend so much time in your teen years and your 20s kind of learning, and then you Mm -hmm. go through a period of unlearning and then relearning. So it's a process. It's a continuum, and you're always in that learning phase. That's what I've learned. You never have it all together in any phase, but you're just always working and growing and becoming through the entire journey. Yes, you are. Listen, you say you've been mm-hmm. in ministry 10 years. Uh, mm-hmm. What? And I know I've been in, oh, Lord Jesus, 2000, 2000 is when I accepted it. So what's mm-hmm. that? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. So there's a lot that women in ministry go through when it comes to self-acceptance, oh. uh, self-love. What are mm-hmm. some issues that you had to press through and, and maybe still are pressing through. I know it's some issues. I'm like, Lord Jesus, I thought I <laughs> thought we I thought you delivered me from this. <laughs> Come on now. Come on now. What are some yes. issues that you had to do to to even start writing and pouring out? Because I tell everybody, writing a book is not just words on the paper if you re- if you're really doing what the Lord tells you to no. do. You have to experience no. that thing. And sometimes mm-hmm. you think, okay, Lord, you have me write it because I've been delivered. But then he he'll take you through some situations, and be like, okay, let me Absolutely. tell you, let me show you 
you still got some little little little, little spring ups here, and I gotta I really mm-hmm. gotta take this process again. So, what are some struggles that you had to deal with in the ter- in the areas of self love and acceptance in ministry? Okay, let okay let me start on the ministry end. I'll try to be you know. Um, say it as quickly and as, as efficiently as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, when it comes to ministry, I am <laughs> coming from an incredibly traditional mm-hmm. um, Baptist upbringing and background. Mm-hmm. And so coming, <laughs> finding out um, that I was called into the ministry, I truly believe that I knew I was called to minister at age five. No mm-hmm. one can convince me of anything differently. I know what I know. At five, I knew I could see myself ministering um, and being in ministry. As I grew um, under my pastor, my childhood pastor, Pastor T.D. Stubblefield, um, mm-hmm. I fell in love with the Word of God, and my calling was clear. It was clear to many people, but there was this stronghold called tradition that I came up under that said, you know, women can't preach, a woman can't do this, a woman can't do that, a woman can't even walk across the pulpit, because Lord have mercy, she might get struck by lightning, Lord have you know, mercy. just uh, an incredible uh, kind of, uh, just oppression, oppression is mm-hmm. what I felt a lot of in church, um, and it's hard to love yourself mm-hmm. when you come up in, a, in an environment where your gifts are not accepted. How do you mm-hmm. love you? How do you appreciate the gifts that God has given you when you are stifled and when you are oppressed? Um, And so the journey for me that I can truly, truly say that God has pushed me through has been the journey of understanding that I am his child, I am his daughter, he has called me, and Mm -hmm. there's not a devil in hell that can shut me down. Mm. The devil can't cut me off. Listen, yes, I am a minister, whether you believe it or not. Period. Period. It is what it is. And I love what you said because I firmly believe, my mother's gone to glory now, but I firmly believe Mm -hmm. that because she was always, she was in ministry, she was missionary society, Sunday school teacher, Mm -hmm. she spoke at all, every event. She was a minister. Absolutely. And, but at that time, absolutely not. We even we even entertained that thought of women no. being preachers. But as I reflect and I see everything that my mother how she poured it, how she I mean, exegete that word every time she Come studied. On. She was a minister, and mm-hmm. I, I truly believe has she, has she been alive today? Yes, she would been one of those late bloomers as I call them. But yes. what you said, so oppression, when you are oppressed, Absolutely. you cannot, it's nowhere, you cannot love who God created you to be, no matter you can, how because you, feel, you try. Absolutely, because it's the conflict. It's the conflict that you always feel. It's God, I love you, God, I hear you, I hear you calling my name, but the people that I love in church, the people that I look up to, the people that I admire, the people that I've given my life for and with are saying, no, 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 God can't do this, God can't do this. But when I look back on it, um, 
I, I'm grateful, and it may sound unusual to say that, mm-hmm. I'm grateful that it was as hard as it was for me to accept the call. Because the truth of the matter is, if there's any way in the world that I could have gotten out of it in some ways, I probably would have done it just because of the backlash that I took. But now I know for sure that God has called me, and there's not one man walking this earth that can take credit for who God has allowed me to be. It was truly nobody but the Lord. Nobody but God. It's nobody. Nobody. Get that doubt out because when God called you, when hmm. God imparts into you, I don't, it, 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 and it's like you got to tell yourself, yes, I am. I am what God, who God says I am. I am Absolutely. lovable. I am confident. I am mm-hmm. fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful Everything night. God yes, has yes. called you, you've got to mm-hmm. speak out and declare those words, especially Absolutely. if you have been under a, a covering a house of oppressive behavior. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely, you've got to reverse those curses. And so you said, you know, you said you knew when you was five years old. What was the journey? Absolutely. Because sister, sometimes I know it's about your life. <laughs> I know you had to take that journey before you could write about uh, what well, people could do. Well, you know, it's kind of interesting because the book, well, first of all, let me say something about the journey, and then I'll say something about the book, because I am excited to talk about my book today. Um, The journey looked like this. I can see this now. I couldn't see it then. From the time Mm. that I was 10 years old, 10 or 11 years old, if anybody was going to stand up in front of the church and do, (laughs) do the lesson review, it was me. If anybody was going to teach the VBS, old school. That's old school. The lesson review, baby. Come on, that is Sunday school. (laughs) This is when the Sunday school. Because I was, I was that. I was a Sunday school secretary. I did all the. Come on here. I did all the. I did all the stuff. Who gonna do it? Who gonna do it this week? Come on. If anybody was gonna talk. Yes, if anybody was going to talk, it was going to be me. If anybody yeah. was going to lead the song, it was going to be me. If anybody was going to teach VBS, it was going to be me. If anybody was going to do anything, honey, it was going to be me. And mm-hmm. the thing about it is I now know that all of those beautiful people, and I promise you, I'm not mad at anybody. I love the people who raised me up in ministry. I, I promise you. I mm-hmm. promise you. This is not This is not um, um, coming. me coming against them in any way. I love those right. people. They it's, taught me everything. Yeah, they taught me everything that I know about the word. I could never take it away, and I would not change it. I would not change to grow up in a church that would have let me run off at five and preach. I really wouldn't. Right. Because there was this process that God was doing. He was laying a foundation in my life. Um, and so when he unleashed me, when when God unleashed me, I was ready I mean, I was ready, ready. Because, see, a lot of times there are people who have the gift, but they don't have the training, they don't have the discipline, they don't have the study life, they don't have the prayer life. Because you don't just get up and start preaching or start teaching or start sharing God's word. You have to, first of all, you got to, 
Mm-mm, you can't be doing that. We got enough of that willy-nilly spirit in the body, okay? And I, no offense to the people I love them, but that willy-nilly thing just pop up and do something the week after you say that you've been called. I had to go through the fire. I had to um, study the word. I had to do, you know, they're doing the thing on Facebook talking about I'm such and such old. I'm a BTU old, okay? Come on. You couldn't go home no after church you. on Sunday. <laughs> Come on here. You couldn't go home after church on Sunday and put your feet up. You went no. home, got you a sandwich, and came on back for BTU, Baptist BTU. Training Union. Mm-hmm. And the, there on. are some things, um, hmm, some things in the tradition that were a bit oppressive, but there were other things that I needed. I'm glad that my Come parents on. kept me in church. I'm glad that I went to Sunday school. I'm glad uh, that I was raised uh, in BTU. I'm glad that I went to vacation Bible school. And see, we didn't just do the one vacation Bible school, baby. We hit every one town. Did. I'm from a small town. Every church on every corner, we went to everybody's. Uh, vacation Bible school, but that that has rooted me in the Word of God, and mm-hmm. and it's the love that I have for the Word. Out of that, out of that overflow, um, is that's where I pour ministry out because I don't read the Word to to find something to preach. Okay, come on, because that that right there is play. Oh, the whole thing about Yolanda. oh, let me pick come up on, the man. Bible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let me pick up the Bible because I have a speech I got, to, got, got, to got do. Preaching. I have I have to speak. I'm the keynote. Oh, are you? Are you better you? let that word wash you through and through because it's sharper than any double-edged sword and still profitable for rebuke, for correction, and nobody wants that. But when you read the word for your discipleship, and see, that's the thing. See, nobody wants to be a disciple anymore. Everybody wants to be somebody. We want to be an itinerant, and we want to be an apostle. We want to be a preacher, a pastor. We want to be the whole fivefold and add two more to it that nobody even heard of. But in reality, nobody's fighting to be a disciple because to be a disciple means that I'm not in that word looking for something cute to tell anybody. I'm in that word because I got to have it. I'm in that word because thy word is a, a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. I'm, I'm in that word because if I hide that word in my heart, I might not sin against God. And so when you get that relationship with the word, and that's, that's the relationship I have, I'm in it because I love it. Then mm. when somebody calls you on the phone, you don't have to um, spend, you Search know, 17 weeks trying to search and figure it out, talk about, Lord, 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 give me what you want me to say. He already gave you. He gave you everything you needed, honey. Yeah. Open up your mouth. The word is not thee, even in thy yeah. mouth. And so when you are when you are in relationship, and, and when that relationship includes discipleship, then ministry is not as difficult. It has its challenges. Yeah. But then you can just share with the people what's already in and on your heart. And that's Listen, what my journey looks like. With Tanya White. Listen, Amen. Her, she's kicking real talk. She didn't came to slay. I told y'all she preached us into a tizzy in 10 minutes talking about Mary and Elizabeth. Lord, have mercy. Mary Jesus. and Elizabeth. I and love now that. you know why. Because she eats that word, she says. She opens that mm-hmm. Bible not to preach something, but to be washed in it. That is a different Oh my God! Listen, let's yes, talk sir. about sister sometime. Okay, your first, the book, the book, this is your first book, right? This is my first book, and I am so proud of this book. So let me first kind of clear up some things about the book because I'm not I'm not gonna lie. It there's so much that I wish I could tell you about this book. Mm-hmm. I'm currently working on my second book that mm-hmm. is based on the sermon that I preached at that conference. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. And that book, Let me tell that book is wearing me out. Listen, I'm so happy. That, oh. that sermon in 10 minutes literally shifted. I don't know anybody else, but it shifted Everything. my faith that I had, it did to, I had to endure something that Monday. I had endured something Friday, and I, and mm-hmm. I thought I was defeated. Until I stepped oh on Louisville Presbyterian and you said, I'm in need of a miracle. Listen. So God be the glory. And you broke that thing down. And so literally, literally by Monday, yeah. it shifted and my miracle came. Not that everything was so all God right, but I glory. was on the path to yes. believing that I could withstand and endure what I had to endure for the next five months. So to God be the glory. Um, and that that book I've been asking, I said, "What is it?" But I know what you mean. But it's wearing you out and for me, a reason. Yeah, it is. But let me say this one thing about that. And I I'm so happy that you know Rhoda. You know my cousin, Pastor Rhoda Raglan. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, she will tell you that I woke when I woke up that morning, the morning of that conference. I'm just going to give you a snip a snippet, and then I'm gonna move on to the book. I had no idea that I was on to preach, no idea, and there was no sermon anywhere, <laughs> nothing. I thought I was there to teach about um, Esther. Mm. I, I misunderstood my instructions, and so I called Rhoda, and I was in tears, and she mm-hmm. will tell you this because you know her. You knew her before you knew me. She mm-hmm. will tell you that I called her in tears, and Pastor Rhoda said, look, Preach the mm. word, be you know, in, in in a nutshell, preach the word, be instant in and out of season. I got mm. in the shower, I cried because I said mm. I didn't come to Louisville to be embarrassed, and I'm, mm. but it was I was in front of it too much, and I just said, Lord, if you you, I literally said out loud, Lord, if you don't do this, this is not unlike any other time I've ever preached. If you don't do this, nothing will get done, and that's just it. Mm. And and Jesus. when I got out of the shower, I wrote down four sentences, and I still have the paper. Four sentences, <laughs> got there. And boom, and and the Holy Spirit showed up. So I'm gonna leave that at that. I'm writing Let me a book tell y'all based on that. I'm sermon. gonna repost. If y'all on my face, I'm gonna repost that because literally, the the Holy Spirit not only showed up, he walked through showed every up. nook and cranny of that, that room. That was a beautiful. Concert. In what? In that ten minutes. Gosh. In ten minutes. So that that, that was a testimony was for you. That was the delivering, life shifting word for I'm um, life shifting. It shifted for my me. life. Oh we'll my have to talk God. about it another time. We really will. But okay, so sister, look, I'm I got excited. So sister, sometime, sister, sometime is a book that I wrote. This is not um, a quote unquote in the religious genre of uh-huh. a book. This book is based on um, what I would tell young girls in their teenage years, what I would have told myself when I was a teenager and mm-hmm. what I would tell teenagers who are between the age of about 13 and 18. It's called Sister Sometime. And what we talk about, it's very, very practical because of who it's for. It's not mm-hmm. for grown, seasoned folk. It's mm-hmm. meant to be a toolkit for young women so that they can, um, so that they can kind of see the kind of uh, 
the tools that will help them as they navigate their teenage years. And the reason that I wrote the book, um, I, I know I knew I was always going to write this book, but it was when I was a substitute teacher, when I was finishing my undergrad, I was substitute teaching in Fayette County Public Schools. And mm-hmm. the young women that I encountered on a daily basis, they tugged at my heart. Mm-hmm. They tugged at my heart. And it had, a, it had a practical component and it had a spiritual component. One thing that was heavy on my heart was, Lord, are we doing what the Bible says? Are we setting an example, those of us who are older, are we truly setting an example for the younger women? Mm-hmm. Or are we coming up short? And I won't tell yeah. you I won't tell you what the answer was. But uh, we coming up short. I'm, I'm in the school system. <laughs> come on here. Well, then you're going to tell the truth. Amen. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's what I heard. And it burdened me. It really burdened me, and so that's when I began, as I was just going to work every day as a substitute teacher, I began writing the book, and this book is for any teenage girl. If if you have a teenager between the age of, I'd say, 12 to 13, all the way up to about 18 or 19, Sister Sometime is a book that they need, and they can mm-hmm. actually, if, if your listeners want to order the book or anyone wants to order it, they can go to my website. Um, I have a business called Plugged In. And the website is www.staypluggedin.org. Mm-hmm. That's where they can pick up the book. I, I This book is for every teenage girl who is struggling to get through this thing called the teenage years because it is very, it's heavy. And we're not always as connected as we should be to what kids are, you know, our children and our nephews and our nieces and our grandchildren and all of them are going through in the public schools. System. I don't know how it is in Jefferson County, but there are some challenges uh, that the kids are going through in Fayette County. No, oh, it's a worldwide ex- epidemic um, because uh, we're not educating our students for life anymore. We're educating mm. for them to pass a test, which yeah. is totally yeah. different than life. And I'm gonna leave it totally. at that because that can go in a whole yeah. other direction. That's a lot. But we That's are a whole failing. Yeah, we're failing our uh, our our kids, especially our young girls. Um, mm-hmm. So, nuggets, three mm-hmm. things that people, as they're reading this book, and I would encourage not only uh, I would encourage mothers and daughters, aunties and nieces, to read this together Absolutely. because if Absolutely. if it's for young women, then there's a little girl inside of us who didn't have this book that needs this book, and we can get yes. it together. So three things that people will take away as they're reading Sisters Sometimes. Okay, so one thing that I want the young women, and and again, I just want to reiterate what you said because it was perfect. Mm -hmm. It's not just about, in fact, I've had 60-year-old women who bought this book for their nieces or grandchildren to come Mm -hmm. back to me and say, before I gave it to my grandchild, I read it myself, which I, I think is smart. I don't think you should give your mm-hmm. child anything until mm-hmm. you know what it is and what it says. And I was, I'm proud of this book, and I was happy that she did. But she told me this book helped me. Mm-hmm. And I promise you that when I was writing it, it helped me too. It helped mm-hmm. to heal something that was inside of me that was unhealed. But mm-hmm. the three things that I want them to take away, one is that they are worthy Mm-hmm. They are worthy human beings because mm-hmm. there's a lot of kind of these epidemics of depression going on with the young girls. There are um, issues with suicidality, you know, suicidal yeah. ideation, um, being in domestic violence relationships, uh, yeah. relationships that have a domestic violence component. Yes, teenage girls. Um, and there's so much 
so much that we see, and I'm being careful how I say it because it's so heavy Mm -hmm. on my heart, so much that we see in the young girls, it seems like they don't know how to love themselves, and they Mm -hmm. don't know that they have a sense of worth without Mm. anything else happening. Mm. It's kind of like your book, the title of your book, Yes, Yes, You Are Enough. enough. Mm -hmm. You're enough who you are, how Mm -hmm. you are, where you are, in whatever circumstances you find yourself in. You're enough. And you're mm-hmm. okay, and you don't have to prove anything to anybody. You're worthy of yes. love. So I want girls to read this book and to know that they are worthy of love. The other thing I want, and this one is big, I want girls to leave with an understanding after they read this book of how to manage conflict. I don't know mm-hmm. if conflict resolution is a very um, attainable goal because conflict kind of makes the world go round. You know, yeah. there's all kinds of conflicts happening on all kinds of levels. Some of them are negative, but others of them are important for our growth, right, important yeah. for our strengthening. And so I don't know if we can totally resolve conflict as in it's no longer an issue, but it, it talks about how to manage conflict, how yeah. to manage conflict so that it doesn't turn out in violence. And that's something Absolutely. that our girls are dealing with. When I'm on Facebook and they're passing around these videos, and I don't know why people share these videos, but you got videos of young ladies literally tearing each other apart. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, in the last month, there have been two uh, stories about girls who got into fights at school and somehow ended up dead afterwards. Now, I don't know all of the detail of how that happened, but why are women hurting other women? Why are women tearing each other apart? And Mm -hmm. some of the way that young girls treat each other is just an offshoot of how they have seen those of us who are older treat each other. Absolutely. Um, Yeah. The culture of jealousy and Mm self-hatred and pettiness and, oh, I'm a savage. Ain't nothing cute about that. Ain't nothing cute about you being a savage. I listen to women brag on their daughters. Oh, my daughter, she's just like me. She has a slick mouth. Really? Mm -hmm. That's what you want to say about your baby girl, that she has a smart mouth? We have to be careful what we say over young girls. Mm -hmm. So conflict Mm -hmm. management is a big one. And the third one uh, that I would say is it's a book that will um, encourage young women about how to take care of themselves because that's Mm -hmm. also something that we sometimes lack as women. We think that we're just supposed to go and go and go and go and go, and we don't know how to stop and rest. Sometimes the most revolutionary thing you can do is set your tail down. Mm-hmm. Sit down, Sit down. Get some rest. Yeah. Pray, read your Bible, meditate, whatever you need to do, but get center your mind. And so yeah. that's another thing that I want girls to leave with and after they read the book. And that goes to that superwoman syndrome that I have to be all things to mm. everybody all the time. And when you really go, it goes back, when you really know that yes, I am enough, I don't have Mm -hmm. to prove anything to anybody because I'm made in the image of God. That's what I'm talking about. I'm enough because God Mm -hmm. said he created me in his image. So there's nothing deficient about God. So that means there's nothing deficient about me. Then he said that I was built enough because he said he'd give me dominion over the the land, the sea, and the air. So I I have everything. That I need to be built I So I'm enough I lack nothing And regardless of what Absolutely. you say and Regardless of what the world tries to put on me That's why hmm. I kick that doubt out 
When you say I'm unlovable, no, I'm not. Yes, I am lovable. When you say that I'm this, I'm that, no, I'm not. Yes, I am what God says I am. So we have to be uh, defiant uh, about what people put on us that is not what God says we are. And so and see, we can I, only we can only do that when we're clear too. Yes. You know, we have to be clear. And I'm sorry if I um, cut you off. I didn't mean to, but we have to be very clear. For me, and again, this is not a so-called religious book, but I just got to be as clear as I can be. For me, knowing what God said about me is mm-hmm. how I combat the work of the enemy on my mind. Like jo- like yes. Joyce Meyer said in her book, the battlefield is in the mind. And yes. so it's very important that we have a counter conversation for the one that sometimes plays in our head based on all these negative things and, oh, you too, you know, and that's something else that we deal with. We deal with colorism. Um, I talk to young mm-hmm. girls who are dark-skinned, beautiful dark-skinned girls yes. who say, oh, I don't, I'm not pretty because I'm dark-skinned. What? Yes. No, you're you're absolutely gorgeous because you're dark skinned. You know, that's just one example of the kinds of messaging that girls are getting and a lot of it is from being plugged in constantly to social media, which is uh the big highlight reel of life. You see the mm-hmm. best moments from people but you don't see them at their worst. So you take your worst moments and compare them to their best moments and, mm-hmm. and that thing about comparison will kill self love because it's hard mm-hmm. to love yourself when you're comparing yourself to people. But um what one thing I wanted to point out in the book, do I have a second to do that? Yes. We're we're already in um, overdrive, so we <laughs> Oh, Lord have mercy. Okay. So in Chapter 16, first of all, the book is unique. It's um, The first chapter is Chapter 13. No, 12. Chapter 12. And the last chapter, I believe, is Chapter 20. It covers the teen years. So instead of, you know, mm-hmm. it being chaptered 1, 2, 3, 4, it yeah. starts at 12 and goes through 20 because those Love are those it. integral times. That was, it was very intentional. But um, in Chapter 16, I talk about something that I call uh, the gospel according to the Wizard of Oz, and it talks about how in the classic movie, The Wizard of Oz, I'm sure most people have seen it, um, Dorothy goes on this journey looking for something. She's trying to find something. She's trying to find her way back home. She's trying to find herself back in the place that she needs to be. And when she finally gets to the end of this very long journey, she's got a whole crew with her only to find out that what she needed to get to where she wanted to go was already with her. It was was right there on her feet. And all she had to do was click her little heels together. And then she was back where she wanted to be. And I, I submit to every every woman that what you need is already in you. I needed somebody to tell me that at age 16. Uh-huh. I didn't know. So I went looking for stuff out in other places, whether it be um, trying to get, you know, approval from, from boys, of course, Lord, boys are mm-hmm. so important when you're 16, and yeah. trying to get approval from my friends and trying to get people to like me and trying to da 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 da, da. But when I fi- found out that I have everything I need with me, and I know now, now I'm going to speak for myself now, this ain't for Sister Sometime, this is for Yolanda Mason. Mm-hmm. I know now it's because God has equipped me. He has given me everything that I need, and he has never failed me. He has never failed me yet. And so when I press forward, I don't just press forward on my own. I press forward knowing that all of heaven is backing me. 
Yeah. And that God is for me and that he's more than the world against me. And I'm telling you, I feel like I can conquer anything with that. Absolutely. I I feel like I can do anything. Listen, listen, Yolanda, you know we're going to have to connect and do some things. Sister, sometime, is it a conference, a a, a book talk, tour? What what do you have? Because you've got to get this out to the young girls where the young girls are. So how? Yeah. What's what's next for this? So what I'm doing now, I you know I dropped the book. The book had very good sales um, mm-hmm. uh, at the beginning, did really really well. And now I'm gearing up for some things that I want to do in the summer and in the fall of this year. So one mm-hmm. thing I want to do is book clubs around Sister Sometime. That's where, you know, if you have a group of young girls, buy the book for all of them, and then I'll come in and do a group with them, um, like a group discussion, kind of a rap session, and talk Mm -hmm. about the principles in Sister Sometime. Um, The next thing that I'm going to be doing, I believe, is a kind of tour around the book. I'm working on that right now, working on putting that together so that I can go visit, you know, I'm not sure if it'll be in schools. I'm not sure if it'll be in um, churches. I'm not really sure yet, but I just want to get the book in front of as many young women as I can. My goal and my dream is that this book would be in the hand of as many young women as possible. It's not just for girls of color. It's for any girl who's between the age of 12 and 19. And so I'm working really hard right now uh, with a couple of people, with a, with a small team of people um, to kind of take this book out further now. I'm ready mm-hmm. to kind of launch into the deep with the book. So, I mean, keep me in your prayers as I kind of put yeah. that together, because I know that this is a book that's going to help young women. Yes. Listen, so you keep doing what you're doing. Real Talk listeners, whether you're in Louisville, whether you're in Lexington, wherever you are, you need to get sisters sometime for your girls in your schools, in your community. uh, Churches. Get together. Leverage your resources. We got money. I don't want her to, we ain't got no money, budget, because you got got money. money. I see it. Bring, (laughs) buy the book, bring her in for a stipend. Hallelujah. Because we, Come on, we cherish more what we pay for. I'm just that's amen, my amen, amen. And so, oh, and also, can I tell them where they can buy the book really quickly? Yes. yes so, okay, there's a, a couple of things going on. So, first of all, I want everybody um, who is listening, anybody under the sound of my voice, just to check out my website. Um, again, it is www.stayplugged.in.org. Plugged in is the umbrella business under which, and it is certified, it is, uh, you know, got all the paperwork, paid my money, honey, mm-hmm. uh, through the state of Kentucky. So mm-hmm. go to that website, stayfluggedin.org, and you can find out more about how to book me if you want me to come in and do a book club. You can find out how to book me if you want me to come and talk to your students. I can come to your vacation Bible schools. Um, mm-hmm. Anywhere that there are young girls in their teenage years, I can come and I can be there. And it gives some information about my honorarium and how to sign up for that, how to get on my calendar. So uh, check out the website. You can order the book on the website as well. You click on the store. Um, there's a store tab at the top, and you can buy the book there, or you can go straight to Amazon um, at Amazon.com, and you can buy either the ebook, which is $5.99, or you can buy the paperback book, which is $11.99. Yes, buy it. Buy yes, the book. Book her. Thank you. Book her and buy the book. 
thank yes. Nancy and Lana. You have blessed my soul. Now hearing the backstory so of that, much. I'm telling you, November third, twenty eighteen, changed my life. And hearing the backstory to that, yes, sister, you Sim. keep you keep moving forward. You keep eating thank that word you. because it's gonna be thank more you. times where you like, Lord, if you don't do it, and he uh, gonna do every just time. that. Every time I'm going to say it. I don't care if I study for four weeks. Jesus, yes, if you don't do show up, ain't no preaching till you come. Let me tell I'll you never this. outgrow that. I'll never outstudy that. Praise God. Through you, in you, and around you. So you keep encouraged. I'm going to stay connected. I, uh, you know I'm, I'm ready to do something with y'all. Lord and Lex. Yes. Lex. I'm ready it. for I'm that. I'm serious about that. I'm yes. ready for that. We need to and get together so, and talk about that soon. Absolutely, yes. absolutely, because it's coming up. Well, I love you, my sister. You know I'm here. I all, love you, my all sister. I, all it is is a share, uh, click it, and uh, that's what we're going to do to get sister sometime around this globe. Uh, Thank you so much. Up, Thank you so much. Stay prepared and stay productive, child. Thank you for being on Real Talk. I'm definitely going to uh, have you back. When we uh, come back awesome. in October, all right. Awesome. You have a great night. Listen, Bless you, my talk sister. With, thank you. Real talk. This is yes, I am kicking out all the doubt. I know we've gone in overdrive, but it was worth it. Alice Bet, List Waterworks Dance Theater. Get with him, Dr. Monique Fleming of Chicago. She healed, delivered, and set me free just through her her words. Uh, of things that, Lord have mercy, I thought <laughs> that I was done with, but another level of healing came. And then Minister Yolanda Mason, Sister Sometime, all the doubt out is kicked out. We're going to take a break next week. Why? Because my golden cupcake, Justin Lee White, my niece, will be graduating from pre-K, and A.T. has to be there. So we'll be back May 28th, and we're talking about how to have a healthy love, dating, and marriage relationship. It's all about dating and marriage, you guys. Dating for a purpose to a covenant of marriage. We've got uh, elders. They are elders of my church. Uh, Brenda Richmond Davis and Jermaine Davis. I love them. When you see them, you know they're in love. Then we have uh, uh, the Lomaxes from this marriage thing. And we also have in our Boast About Your Book segment, uh, Beloved Jasmine. She's going to talk about our book, how she overcame it all, uh, dealing with the childhood drama uh, that hindered her in adulthood. So we'll be back. We're taking a break because A.T. has got to go celebrate Justin Lee White next Tuesday. But we'll be back May 28th uh, for How to Have Healthy Love and Dating. Get my book, Yes, I Am Enough, The Next Level, on Amazon.com or TanyaWhite.com. If you miss any of this show, re-listen to it. Yes, I am. I am who God says I am. Kick out every inch of doubt. We're going to close with the song I was trying to find. It's by Anita Wilson called I'm Happy Being Me. All of me. All of me.
of sun and a lot of rain. I've had some joy, been broken hearted, but now that doesn't mean a thing. I'm living for the joy and laughter. I'm learning from my befores and afters, all and all. It's been cool. His grace it brought me through. I'm so happy being me. Oh! 
Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses, so don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW report prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18+. Plus. Okay, round 2. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.